This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Back of the Nest Match Report. I'm your host Mike. With me is Nick. And we're going to give you a short but sweet show today because nobody wants to dwell on the shit show that was the 3-0 home defeat to Burnley, who, as it turns out, are actually 1970s Brazil in disguise. Join us after this. The Match Report. Sponsored by Pitch Sport. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com. Yes, hello to you hardy souls who are actually bothering to listen to a pod about Palace after the, the toss we were served up on Saturday afternoon. Uh, those of you not listening, obviously you can't hear, hear this, but I uh, can't fault you at all. Um, but those of you that are, you're the reason we do this. Thank you. Um, we'll try our best to not talk too much about the game itself. Um, Nick, you, you're doing okay other than the game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had an operation to remove a spot on my neck on Tuesday. I've only been able to turn my head since about Thursday, but that was less painful than yet uh, the game on Saturday. It was just dreadful. So excellent. Well, that's uh, that's the positivity we need. Um, let, let, let's have a, a little bit of positivity actually, because we're going to look at uh, this week at Palace, um, and we can start with. Uh, so we're recording on Valentine's Day. Uh, so Nick is is my date for the day. Um, you, you, yeah, you'll notice there's no handbow. Um, a, because he's been doing every show, every live talk through, and he needs a rest. Uh, and B, funny enough, recording a Palace pod after a 3-0 defeat on Valentine's Day uh, wasn't a particularly popular option for our presenters. So, um, yeah, it's, it's the two of us. Um, but, yeah, so uh, we're recording on Sunday, uh, and the game today between uh, Palace women and London Bees, that happens 2pm um, 2, 2 on Sunday. Um, and... Palace women absolutely destroyed London Bees, 5-0. Um, so Bianca Baptiste scoring two, uh, Cole Jade Haynes scoring two. So it's 4-0 at half-time. Um, and then Kate Napkill in the second half with another one. So a 5-0 win over London Bees, who I know have been on the end of some poor results this season. But um, it, it was quite interesting because um, had London Bees won, um, I think there'd have only been two points between the sides. But um, Palace now, they've, they've opened up an enormous eight-point lead. 
but above London Bees and, and they're full from bottom way above Charlton. So um, good going for Palace women. Um, that is something positive to look at. Um, and then also wanted to mention Yaroslav Yak. He scored against Rakov. Um, they won 4-2 against a team I can't even pronounce, but you know that's a bit of positivity as well. And one more piece of positivity. Um, the United game that was planned for the 20th of March has been postponed because they're, they're still in the FA Cup. So the positive thing could be if, if Wilf is still out, then that might be one less game um, for us to be dealing with with no with no Wilf. Um, so that's this week in Palace, other than, uh, well, the shit show we're about to talk about, I suppose. Yeah, do we um, have to? Well, I mean, there was a couple of people that tweeted us to implore that we didn't record a pod. Um, but on the times we've been on the end of a, a serious cane in the past and haven't done a pod because no one's wanted to, uh, people have called us out on it. So, yeah, let's do it. We're, we're here, Nick. We, Through rain we and might snow. as well talk about it. Yeah, it, really. Exactly. Um, stand in the rain and all that kind of stuff. Um, let's jump into the game with a, quote, post-match from our glorious leader, Roy. Well, Roy, the result, of course, disappointing. What about the performance? How did it compare to what you hoped for and expected? Well, it got nowhere near it, of course. And uh, once again, we we give ourselves that enormous problem by conceding goals so early in the game. They they started the game well. We certainly didn't. And suddenly we're two goals from nil down. It's eight minutes gone. And, you know... I'm hoping that you know the second half we'll put a few things right and start maybe to to play a little bit more football and maybe with some luck claw ourselves back into the game. But then we can see within two minutes of the second half a, a third goal and then of course you're playing against Burnley and Burnley are very very good. They're a good team. They're particularly good at what they do. And uh, once again, I'm afraid like after the Leeds game, I could do nothing but to stand here and admit we were beaten by a better team and that we have to be disappointed that we couldn't do better ourselves. Nick, what's, what's your thoughts on that? Dissect that for me. Well, there's, there's two things that spring to mind. I actually detest Roy Hodgson now. Um, and I didn't want to be there. I just can't, can't even look at him on the touchline anymore. Um, the second, with a little bit of luck, I thought we could, uh, I'm so tempted to say, make it through the night. Uh, we could get some goals back in the second half. It's not a little bit of luck, Roy. It's about setting your team up to beat a, quite frankly, piss-poor opposition. And the fact that Burnley have done a double over us just shows how awful we are at the moment. Um, I, I, what was it? Three minutes for one match or four minutes for another match or two minutes, three minutes and four minutes. So we're we looking at Brighton to score in the fifth minute just to keep it all kind of, you know, looking good like that. It's... Surely he's got to be looking at having conceded two early goals against uh, Newcastle and Leeds. He's got to be thinking, right, this is our main thing, is not to let one in early doors. And the fact that we have is just pathetic. Even if we just get 11 men behind the ball for the first 10 minutes, because the moment that goes in, their heads aren't up anyway, are they? Let's face it, mate. They they don't look like a team that, that want to play together, do they? Uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get into that when, when we go through the listener, the comments, but you, you, you're quite right. He, the two things that jumped out at me in that interview um, was um, that he said there was nothing he could do 
standing on the touchline. Obviously, once we're 3-0 down, there's nothing he could do. Um, but yeah, I, I, as you say, he's giving Burnley an enormous amount of credit um, and, and saying, because we went 2-0 down, that's that's why things didn't go our way. Um, and it's happened three games in a row. Um, there's a, there was actually a post-match interview with, with Jairo on um, on the Palace website, and I'll, I'll give you a quote from it. He said, uh, uh, bear in mind English isn't his first language, but it's unbelievable that I think this is the third game in a row that we concede so early in a game and we just make it so difficult for ourselves. I wish I knew the problem so I could solve it. So he's saying it's unbelievable. That's the word he uses. Um, and he wishes he knew the problem. He's obviously not getting any leadership from Roy um, on ideas as to why. Um, you, you wonder f- from that quote whether it's even been in discussion. I mean, presumably it has. It'd be ridiculous that it hadn't. But um, you, you're talking about a man who I think most of us agree is one of the bright spots of an otherwise fairly um, nothing season, uh, saying that he, he doesn't know the reason. And if he did, he'd do something about it. Um, this is a man that's screening in front of the defence, so it's it, it it's not a good sign at all. And and it wouldn't surprise me if Brighton scored early. They're on great form. Um, they managed to get another point from Villa. They're catching us up, and and um, it it couldn't be. It might not be too long before they overtake us, which would be absolutely tragic. Um, let's go for a few stats from the game because I, I was surprised to find um, we'd actually had thirteen shots. They had sixteen. Um, we had 10 from open play, three from set pieces. Um, we shaded the possession. And to me, that's never a good sign because we never win when we've got more than 50% possession. Um, but, you know, for, to have 13 shots um, and not score a goal um, is not great. Um, we're pretty... Most of our chances came down came down the flanks. Um, according to whoscored.com, which is obviously the Bible for where we get most of our stats... Um, 74% of our chances came from the flanks. Um, but I think um, what summed it up for me was in the first half, Nathaniel Klein put in a beautiful cross and neither of our Belgian two were anywhere near it. Um, so t- 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 talk us through the lineup with the, with the two of them up front. I know it was the first time that it happened, Nick. Um, and, and what went wrong? What, what, what didn't happen that perhaps should have happened? Uh, before we go into the defending, let's talk about how it was, what went wrong up front. Well, God bless Batshuayi, but is he really wanting to do it for us? Is he playing to to get signed permanently? I don't think he is. And he was laughing and joking at three 0 with the Burnley players, and I just thought it's the wrong attitude. We've we've got all these players out of contract. Um, I'm surprised we didn't start uh, Mateta because he's got something to prove. And actually, I thought he's got a nice touch on him. And when he did eventually come on, he he seemed to do more than Batshuayi and Benteke did altogether. Now, Benteke, bless him, but, had a... Can I, can I just stop you before you carry on there? I do remember when we first signed Serlot that you said a very similar thing about him. So just just want to put that in there. Um, <laughs> in my on. words. <laughs> but no, he, he, he seemed to want to do stuff. Um I, I don't know why he's starting back. Sure, I can I can see the two Belgians up together. Um, it's it's a difficult one because our team just seems so unbalanced. And I'm looking at this lineup, and they don't look like it's it doesn't look like it's a bad team. As, aside from the fact we've got an average age of about fifty eight, um, 
But Cuarte seems to have lost his way in defence. Um, him and Dan were all over the place for that first goal. Um, it's we we're a team known or used to be known for quick break breakaways, aren't aren't we? And we just don't do that anymore. So get the ball forward, get forward quick, bang the cross in and get the big blokes to head it in. It's just not happening well, at all, is it? Yeah, I, I can see why that wasn't happening because there was times yesterday, particularly from Klein, who I thought was one of the bright sparks going forward in the game. Um, the balls coming in weren't met with anything because the urgency of going forward from Benteke and Batswai, they seem to be so low on confidence um, that when you're talking about the, the big guys heading it in, unless it landed on their heads, the, you know, there, there was at no point did you see them jumping through the air to try and head something. Um, and they've obviously got lost in the way we've been attacking over the past few months to suddenly knock crosses in. I'm not that surprised that they don't know what to do about it. I, mean, I, I don't know if Mateo is necessarily that kind of player either, but, um, you know, it was tragic to see balls fly across the, the six-yard box. Um, and, and neither of those two strikers, both of who have played for their country, um, you know, both of who have played at, at the very highest level of European football, um, being anywhere near it. So, um, I've, it, I've watched it, a lot of football this weekend, and one goal this weekend particularly stands out. Is I, I was actually watching Saint Johnston v Celtic earlier. Um, Funny and, enough, I wasn't, but ca- yeah, carry on. I don't blame you. Um, but Celtic scored a brilliant cross, and you could see that they knew where to cross the ball into, and Eduardo knew exactly where to run to for the cross to come in. And the bloke was in a tight spot he, he when he crossed it, but he just got it in near post, and Eduardo knew exactly where the cross was going to be even before the cross went in. It's almost like they practised it and said, right, when you get your crosses in, get them in here and I'll run there and I'll try and get onto the end of it. There just doesn't seem to be any of that. Well, I, I mean, there's got to be a reason that he started PVA over Mitchell and that was presumably because he was hoping, as he did, for PVA to, to knock balls in. So there's some kind of communication breakdown between the plan and what's, what's happening. Um, is it a case that we just, as ever, don't have decent strikers when Wilf's not on the pitch? Um, or is it Benteke's role that was working earlier in the season is totally gone now and he's back to just being the target man, which he's not very good at? Um, it, I, I honestly don't know. I, I think the reason so many people are calling for Roy's head is that there's not even a game plan we can talk about having not worked, that we could... Understand, like the two of us don't seem to understand what the plan was. Um, maybe if there was four of us on the chat, somebody might have known. But I honestly don't know what the game plan was yesterday. I, I think half of it is down to um, we don't seem to have any fight or any verve or, or impetus or gumption. Um, you know, the last even the wins we had, the other team wanted wanted the game more than we seem to. Now, whether that's because we're in relative safety and lots of people are saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we won't get relegated. So it's it's kind of half-arsed now because we think we're safe. I don't actually think we are, you know, technically, just watching Fulham at the moment beating Everton. You know, West Brom got their result against Man United earlier. It's it's We just don't seem to be at the races at all. 
and that's got to be down to the manager geeing the players up. And I, I think I think he's lost them. If if they're fighting for the ball, they're going to get in there for the crosses. And they, so, they should be shouting from the touchline, why aren't you getting in there? He should be going do lally, but he just stands there like that dishevelled owl, just pulling faces. It's it's just so sad to watch. I'm going to be a, a, a sort of um, surrogate hambo and say what I'd expect him to say right now, which is um, when people say <laughs> players of down tools and that kind of thing, I, I really don't think that they do. You know, they, they still want to play for Palace. Uh, people saying they're not playing for the shirt, that kind of thing. They, they're just at a loss for what to do with the tactics that it's clear to them are not going to win us football matches. Um, so that you've got situations like their first goal when Dan and PVA with the horrible mess that they got themselves into, that, that doesn't come from a team that knows knows what their role is for, for a winning formula. Um, they know what their role is to try and beat out a nil-nil. Um, but that, you know, that's not gonna, that's not gonna make players play without mistaking them. But you can't expect players to, to, to not be nervous as hell with the record that they've had recently. And the fact that they clearly can see like us that. Well, uh, I mean, good point there from the dog. Um, well, I think we'll just keep that in. Let's not let's not edit that out. That's that's one of the best points that's been made in the pod so far. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you you can't expect them to not make mistakes um, because it's got to the point where if they do make a mistake, they know as soon as we go down one nil, we've lost. Um, they're just going to be panicking. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's that they 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 they're not trying. I I just think that there's nothing else they can do. That the mentality is for failure. Um, and I'm sure Hambo would go on a long diatribe, but he's not here. And and, and people don't want to hear um, 45 minutes on the game, I wouldn't have thought. Um, a, a, a few, let's try and find some bright sparks. Like you say, Mateta came on. Um, he looked like, he looked a decent target man. He looked, he looked um, like he, he wanted the ball, which was nice. Um, I, I'm not sure that we're going to get the best out of him in the, in the current situation with the 4-4-2. Um, I think we might have to wait for a different manager for for for, for him to to sort of sparkle with his skill set. Um, we'll find out. Townsend looked decent to me. Um, he 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 gave he gave the, the side something that maybe they didn't have before he came on. Um, but that leads me to ask why he wasn't starting in the first place because I he's exactly. been playing every game this season and he's certainly not he's certainly not a right midfielder. What what's upsetting is if if we are mid table, and we're or, or sort of below mid table and we're safe, we've only got what seven people on the bench, four of who are defenders. We're not picking any of the under twenty threes. I know a lot of them gone out on loan, but now's the time. Surely we should be blooding them in so that if we have got a lot of players out next season who've left because of contractual reasons then at least they'll have had a little bit of experience and won't be coming in next season cold if we do need them. Um, you're definitely right about Townsend. He did he did give us a bit of impetus and he wanted to, to drag us up a bit. Um, but it's... I don't know. Their, their mind's not on the game, is it? I mean, the the stand, the, the highlight, I think Patrick retweeted it, was um, Van Arnholt got the ball from a throw-on and just kicked it out again. And it's just like their their mind's not on the game, 
and yeah, what's the reason was, for it? it that it that definitely summed up the game. You're talking about Townsend threw, threw him the ball about three yards from a throw-in and he kicked it straight back off again. Um, to, to me, the highlight of the game was the fact that Townsend's cut that ridiculous <laughs> lockdown hair um, that every time there was a bit of rain on was sort of drooping down both sides. Um, he's looking he's looking much sharper now, so Jermaine Jenas will be will be happy with that. Um, Why is um, cutting footballers' hair? Because I thought like it, it, they were all shut and whatever. There must be a way around that. What are they doing? Are they they just all married hairdressers? Well, I, I I've sort of if I don't know if he's gone with the same as me, but needs must. I I, I my skill set in cutting my own hair over the last eleven months has improved tenfold. Um, but yeah, I mean. He did have some tram lines, I think. So perhaps, yeah, perhaps there was something that you know they might they might have a hairdresser in the bubble, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah. That's so. that's the important question. Um, let's try and you, find do you that still, out. Um, do you, you're a bit of a punk, well, just to keep us away from the football. Like, do you still put soap in your hair to keep it spiky? I'm sure you used to do that back in the day. So if if you've got a Mohican, yeah, um, there's there's not a lot of ways to keep your hair up. Um, I haven't had a Mohican in 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 many years. Um, Honestly, my head's too big. If you've got a big head, it doesn't suit you. It doesn't suit you. Um, right, let's let's have a, a quick break to uh, to discuss our sponsor. We're not going to go for too long. Um, I'm aware that a lot of you listen to to all of our shows, and um, you'll keep hearing similar talks that go on for ages about Manscaped. So um, today, it's 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 not a long pod, and we're not going to bore you too much. But um, we've had some amazing feedback. Um, Clearly, the products are awesome. People have been enjoying them. Um, as as more of the team have, have been testing it as well, I think Heskiff got himself the uh, the lawnmower. He's happy. Um, I think all, all I can say today is get yourself over to manscapes.com um, and just you, you've got 20% off and you've got free shipping if you use the code BOTN, um, as in back of the nest. Um, just Just check out the products. Um, they've got they've got all kind of stuff for uh, for just keeping yourself trim down there, keeping yourself clean, and, and generally doing yourself a favour. Okay. Uh, it... I'm just going to interject there. I'm I was fifty bloody two this week, which makes me really really old. So it the does. whole kind of personal grooming downstairs passed me by. But I've I've got it, and it's bloody great. I couldn't believe the difference. Never never ever thought about doing trimming down there before, and it just kind of leaves more room in your pants. Um, the um, the lotions and potions you get with it are, are absolutely brilliant. And uh, every time I have a wee, I have a, a little squirt of the uh, the scent on there. And it's, it's just really, really nice. And I wish I was younger so I could have used it for longer. But, yeah, when, when we got this stuff from, I thought, what the bloody hell is all this about? And I was genuinely pleasantly surprised by it all. And the, and yeah. the perfume, the, the aftershave, refined... I put it on a par with the uh, Jean-Paul Gaultier that I normally wear. I've actually started using the Refined instead. I put extra on today, Valentine's Day. I'm doing a pod. So, um, yeah, the, the say, missus yes. loves it. Yeah, so you've, you've put it on and then you've just abandoned her on Valentine's Day evening to, to do a pod with me. Um, Don't yeah. do what I did, though, because I thought it was for your balls at first and it stings. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I would have thought most listeners would be aware of that. But there you go, 52-year-old middle-aged man. Um, even he's a fan. Uh, yeah, just just have a look. Manscaped.com. You do, you're doing us a favour. You're doing them a favour. And, and as we've said before, you'll be doing yourself a favour. So um, get over there. B-O-T-N is the code. Um, no shipping, 20% off. So that's what we'll do for that today. 
back of the nest. Sponsored by Pitch Sport. Fantime videos. Choose your match day squad, post match ratings, and much more. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, right, what we're going to do now, rather than going over the minutiae of the game, because nobody needs to see that again, nobody wants to watch Match of the Day for that reason, etc, etc. We asked people for their questions um, and I was stunned the amount of <laughs> replies that came in. Um, we had to put a line under it in the end. So thank you for, we, we've read them all. Uh, I think they're still coming through, but um, we've just we've just gone through a load here. So going to read some of them out and then get Nick to reply to one and then I'll reply to the next one. Um, let's start with a, a simple question from Dean Hyatt. Nick, how is Roy still in the job? Question mark. That's the million-dollar question. That's the question we were asking about Alan Pardew, 17 games on from when he should have been got rid of. Um, how is he still in a job? I don't know. Maybe there aren't any alternatives. Uh, maybe it will cost the club too much money to get rid of him. Uh, maybe he's got photos of Parrish in an uncompromising position because I can't think of any other reason. I don't think Paris would be that bothered if people had pictures of him in a compromising <laughs> position. But, um, Andy the Twat, 1992, um, again asked why the club haven't got rid of Roy yet. He said, having watched the watch along, um, I know you're discussing maybe COVID is a reason why. Chelsea made changes in the same circumstance, so why not us? It's excuses after excuses. Funny how the club are quiet today. Um yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, perhaps COVID's a reason. I I would imagine it's 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 more financial. Um, again, we we have no inside knowledge, but um, considering we've got twenty nine points, um, and as Terence pointed out in the preview pod, um, somehow Roy always manages to get the odd win. We probably only need two more. You know, we're still fourteen points above the drop zone. That well, it'd be thirteen maybe after this evening. But um, I would imagine that. Um, that they won't do it unless something drastic happens. Um, Chelsea's Chelsea's different, you know. That the expectations are very much higher there, um, and they had the option of uh, a top quality manager. I don't know if we've got that or not, um, but, but pa- yeah, just good points. Parish is a fan, surely, and he he watches the game. Surely he must have been as cheesed off as us watching it. Well, I mean, he's he's made he's made decisions based on. Um, you know, games against teams that it really hurts to lose against in the past. Um, you, you know, we we I, we've got a history of changing managers when when say the Millwall game um, when we we lost what was it three 0 um, it, it happens. Um, so I don't think that he hasn't been reading uh, every time somebody's tagged him in. Uh, and just to say, a lot of people have tagged us and him into into tweets. Um, 
personally not a fan of um, it, it involving people unless they want to be involved. So um, that's probably the reason why we didn't continue and do d- reply to those messages. But um, yes, I'm sure he's seen them. So a message from Luca Fajinsi. Um he, he asks, who we'd want replacing Roy and why, Nick? Well, I'm watching the Fulham game in one eye and they are playing nice football. I'd quite like Scott Parker at Palace, if that's how his teams play. Um, heard a lot about Thomas Frank. I don't think Brentford will let him go because they're flying. Um, I'm not sure about how. Um, I don't like him anyway. He's, he looks like a fun human thunderbird, as it is. That that'd put me off. Um, I Dougie till the end of the season, till we find somebody. Even Paddy McCarthy has got the under eighteens playing really well. It's, it's, surely he's got more idea than Roy has. Surely he can g the players up a bit more. Even Sean Derry, but but Roy ain't the answer. So you know, I'd I'd settle for Frank De Boer again for a few games. It meant getting rid of Roy. That is that is a damning indictment. Um, I mean, there's no chance that Doug, Dougie's in a. He's got it pretty sweet. I don't see him wanting to deal with the hassle. Um, for me, I would like Emma Hayes. Um, I think that she. Well, first of all, uh, it would be amazing if Palace were the first team to take a punt on a female manager but I think she's absolutely incredible you know she's she's won plenty of silverware um she's an incredible pundit she's every time you hear her speak I just think she's awesome um that would be that would be who I'd want um but you know there's nothing to say she's not comfortable where she is winning trophies um I don't know why she'd necessarily want to deal with the stress um probably too good for us as well truth be told yeah (laughs) So, uh, so Pudders has asked, um, what is the key to our leaky defence? Um, so, d- deliberately didn't cover this earlier, so we can chat about it now. He's had some thoughts. Um, the lack of any attacking threat causing us to, f- to defend for 90 minutes um, is one option. Option two, they're all shit. I mean, I don't think that's <laughs> true. Uh, question uh, point three could be that the combinations of players are shit. Uh, I think that that I think in a nicer way, he's saying, have we not currently got the the right combinations for for a, a central pair, um, or f- is the option four we're actually defending well and just a bit unlucky? It's it's little bits of all of them, really. What what baffles me is why Kelly isn't being given the chance. But um, we saw the mix up, as you said, between PVA and Dan yesterday. There was a moment, I can't remember if it was the Leeds game or the Newcastle game, where Kuwati and somebody clattered heads because they're obviously not communicating with each other. Um, is it a lack of leadership? Is um, Gaeta, you know, commanding from the back? Is he shouting as much as perhaps Jules did? I don't know. Um, offering advice from some behind them. But as... There's a thing, is it in golf, they call it the JITS, J-I-T-S, where you can't putt, where you can't putt, but normally you're really, really good. Are we getting to that stage where actually, because we've been so bad, it's just self-perpetuating? I, yeah, I, th- I think you're quite right. Um, for my, my two cents on it, um, I, I do think the combinations due to injuries have been a real problem. Um, I, I think Kuate perhaps... It's slightly off form, like you say. 
Um, but you, you can't imagine. I, I, I know that Mitchell said he's a real leader and he, he shouts to him the whole time, but I don't think he's um, the leader that, say, Sacco is. Sacco, sorry. Um, so, sorry, I was watching Saka today as Arsenal destroyed Leeds. That's just what got him on the brain. Um, but yeah, Sacco, you know, is, is a real leader of men. Um, I'm not sure we necessarily got that now. Um, but more than that, I just think that the, the the players need a lot of games together, and it's not happening because of the amount of injuries there are. Yeah, um, Sacco's got a, a degree of calmness about him, hasn't he? I know everybody castigates him for his mistakes, but he makes less mistakes than everybody else when you look at the stats. But yeah, he's he just seems to calm everything down. It's it's yeah. So maybe not having that exuding onto other players doesn't help. Okay, the next question is from Ryan Delahunty, um, and he's asked, um, how many people have actually had to check that we've won eight games? I actually counted through earlier, and it took me three goes to work out that the league hadn't given us extra points by mistake. It's it's true. Um, for us to be on 29 points is um, incredible, and that is the reason that you're still going to have people saying, who is the man for the job? Because... He gets the points. On the other hand, uh, we go to football for escapism and to be entertained. And when we have to think about these eight games um, and we can't remember them, it's because our minds have been clouded by some of the shit we've ended up watching. Um, he does put it out of the bag. You know, we got two wins on the bounce and, and I can see that happening again, perhaps when, when Wilf comes back. Um, but that points to me, what people have been saying this week, that... Actually, the person that keeps us up is Wilfred Zaha, um, and it's 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 not so much um, it's it's not so much Roy. Um, and we're going to take a quick break from questions, actually, to have a, a clip, another clip from Roy uh, on that very discussion point. So let's see what he says about the Zaha injury. People will point to obviously Wilfred missing and, and bring up the stats of the matches that you don't win, and uh, when he's not not there, does that get to the players? Do you think? when he's not there as well. The fact that we, we talk about it in the media and people look at the stats, but do the players have that in mind at all, do you think? Well, they shouldn't have. You know, the players who are playing in, in his place, Wilf's place, they shouldn't be thinking that way, not at all. And I'm not certain that it would filter down to the other players either. I think that for the players who are selected to play, if Wilf's out there with them or Wilf is not with them, that shouldn't be of any major consequence. It's up to them to give the performance that they know they can give and to bring out the very best of their play. Um, so if that is the case, that you know the players are seriously believing that the only way we can win is with Wilf, then the club's in big trouble because he's 28, 29 years of age and he can't play till he's 40. Yeah, that got cut off slightly short, but yeah, he's, he ended it with, Zara can't play till he's 40. Um, and and that that comment absolutely stunned me. I know sometimes Roy gets a bit spiky in interviews, and he he can say stuff that he doesn't necessarily mean. But um, if he thinks that the players don't think about Wilf's absence, especially when they're asked it by every pundit after the game, <laughs> uh, he's 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 living on another planet, isn't he? Yeah. Have we got a sports psychologist at the moment at the club? Because aren't they meant to be the ones that sort the players' heads out? I'd imagine that every team does. Um, but, you, you know, it, you can't get away if your best player's injured. It's going to come up in conversation. 
um, and it's going to affect your confidence. And for him to just deny that, it seems like he's so out of touch with the mentality of players that it's worrying. The, the, the fact is, Wilf, Wilf has got goals, but he's, he's nowhere near as good as he has been previous seasons. You know, I'd be... Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it's there were times when Eze, uh, Wilf and uh, Christian Benteke were, were pinging balls to each other really well, like they'd really connected and, and knew where each other was going to be. So we, we do miss that. But, you know, we can't be a one-man team because that doesn't all go well if he goes in the summer which, to be perfectly honest, I wouldn't blame him if he did. Wilf, that is. I, I, I disagree about him being below his best this season, but m- more than that, the only way that we won the games that he wasn't involved in last season is because our defence was rock solid. Um, yeah. we, know, we know we need to score at least two for a victory at the moment, and, and that just doesn't come without Wilf. So... Um, if he thinks that that's not noticed by the players, then there's something there's something badly wrong. Um, next question from Daniel Schilling. The fan base is in civil war regarding Roy in or Roy out. But the bigger question is, Burger King or McDonald's, Pizza Hut or Domino's? Nick? None of them. <laughs> None of them? No. Um, I definitely, if I had to go for a pizza, it would be Pizza Express. But... Um... I prefer KFC to Burger King or McDonald's because they do the vegan burgers. The Burger King vegan burgers, they do on the same bloody grill that they do the meat ones. What's the point? Yeah, and you've got to ask it with no mayonnaise. Uh, McDonald's, I like the uh, I like the spicy veggie wrap, so I'll, I'll go with that. And they're only they're only two quid. Um, Pizza Hut or Domino's? Well, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Papa John's because they they do the uh, they do the vegan cheese um, and their and their pizzas are enormous and. A six foot five guy needs a big pizza, so there we go. I hope that helps. Um, I, I mean, people are, are perfectly entitled to reply and tell us that we're wrong. But next question from Dino: <clears throat> Do we think there's there's an agreement in place for a new management team? Hence, why players have down tools and look not to be performing for Roy. Now, I, I want to say that I, I, again, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the term down tools. I just think that they have lost the direction of what they think they need to do uh, and their confidence, as Nick said, is at its lowest. But Nick, answer that one for us. Um, I hope there's an agreement in place for a new management team. But surely, if there is, the players would be up in their game a bit and fighting for each other a bit more so that they actually stay with the team next season. Um if they want to be Crystal Palace players, regardless of who's the manager, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I think that ties in with the next question from uh, Sam. In an ideal world with replacements readily available, list of the players you would definitely keep, thinking purely practically and without sentiment. Um, I mean, I'm of the opinion that I don't think there's many players would get rid of. Um, I think financially, the the, the the club still needs to to get its wage to uh, to income level down. So as much as I love Mamadi Sako, um, you know, I think the time's come that um, the financial burden he is because he's always injured. Um, I think it's, it's probably time that he goes somewhere where he's happier to go. Um, they've already got rid of Max Mayer. So, you know, that was 80 grand or, or whatever it is off the wage bill. Um, I don't think the players is, is the issue. Um, I think we're still a couple of players light, but 
Um, that's often the case at the end of a season. Um, for me, it's it's just a, a change of plan and, and a new start in the same way as if you've got a manager at work and, and people are not really working to their potential for them. Sometimes getting a new manager to look after people is is, is the way forward. So uh, I'm going to leave it there on that one. For, for, for reasons of time, I'll get you to answer the next one, Nick. Um, Will Raxel has asked us to be constructive and positive. I think we've done that as, as well as we possibly can. What out of contract players would you keep? Which of the under-23s would you promote to the first-team squad? Um, and we'll leave the transfer market talk for uh, much later on in the season, I think. Yeah, so who's, remind me, who's out of contract? Who have we got off the top of your head? It's it's difficult to know because the team, the, the, the club keeps extensions close to their chest. Um, so that they can release them on deadline day and claim they've just been done. Um, it, I, you know, it, it, it's clear PDA, for example, is a player that's going to be out of contract, Sacco. Um, but I, th- I think some of the players that people worry about, they, they probably shouldn't. On on current form, I'm I'm not happy with PVA at the moment. Um, and normally, when when we have a moan about PVA, he'll pop up with a goal, and everybody's happy with him for a couple of weeks again. But he he seems to have lost his way a bit, and you know, I am coming round to your way of thinking. Perhaps it is bad management that's that's led to that. Um, I see that he's um, he's got some suggestions there as well for himself. But um, thinking about those coming through, uh, Perrick, um might come through. Uh, Scott Banks has always looked good in the videos I've seen. Um, and um, trying to think, Woods is it Woods? The under-23s as well. Um, and maybe even some of the under-18s because they seem to be flying high under Paddy McCarthy, don't they? Yeah, I'm, but I mean, it's, it's very easy to have grasses greener syndrome. Um, so Will suggested he'd like to see Klein and Townsend stay with a pay cut. Um, I don't think financially Townsend's, you know, for, for me, he's got to stay. He's done great things this season. Nathaniel Klein has been, for me, the... The, the biggest plus of the season. I absolutely yeah. loved him last time around and he's he's come straight back in. So I'm very happy with that. And, and that frees up Ferguson to play perhaps on the left. Um, so you've got Mitchell and Ferguson's as options. PBA put, I wouldn't have thought he will stay. Um, and I think there'll be a few players in those positions. So I, I think it's probably best to let, see how things work out. Um, I'm sure we'll discuss that further on as the season progresses, but we're bringing it up now because there's bugger all to talk about from the game. Um, let's uh, get through these quite quickly now. Uh, Jedi, with the Americans wanting to sell the club, is this why all these contracts are ending in June 2021? Um, honestly, I, I, I think that that's probably seeing a little bit of... Um, a, a, a little bit... That's adding two and two and making five. I... I we don't know as people in this pod enough about that to, to make comment. I don't think we, we don't have particularly inside knowledge on that kind of thing. Uh, it's interesting to see about the rumours uh, along with the sale. But, um, you know, as Paris has said before, um, offers come in all the time and he plays them down. Um, I don't think we're in a position to, to comment on that. Uh, JB7, a player like Batshuayi is never going to play for the shirt. Nick, um, a, a quick sentence on that. Yeah, well, I mentioned it earlier on, didn't I? Just it really pissed me off watching him laughing and joking yesterday, rather than than pulling his socks up and and getting in. Is his his offside more often than not? Um, it's he's no Paul Stewart, is he? As a loney, um, 
I'd rather I'd rather we got a, one of the under twenty threes in, you know, even if they're on the bloody bench, um, and and give them a try because Batshuayi is going to be somewhere else next season. I don't know whether yeah, there's I'm... a clause in the loan contract that says he's got to play so many games, but he's, he's obviously not working. Yeah, his foot, his foot, his form hasn't been great, has it? Um, I was watching the the Test match, uh, and as we as we uh, as we recalled, England are, are getting trounced in the second Test, and uh, it annoyed me to see Ollie Stone smiling. So yes, I can see why that annoys you. Um, I just think mainly he's just not been in the form that he was the first time around, and and he'll go back, he'll go back to Chelsea, and they'll probably send him on. Um, love cowardice and, and some Kim Choi, Stuart Stuart Cox, excellent name. Also, excellent moustache in your profile picture there. He Stuart, is, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's excellent, excellent. Proper Cuban drug lord. Look, uh, general <laughs> consensus is that we'll stay up, but I'm not so sure it would be that easy. We could be considered the worst team in the Premier League. One of the bottom three could make a run. Um, it is, as Terence has said, very difficult to get relegated from the Premier League, particularly this season. Um, I think because we've got enough points on the board earlier in the season, we're going to be fine. We probably only need a couple more wins. Um, you can't imagine that the, the the teams at the bottom are, are going to get more than perhaps a point a game on average. So we're going to be there or thereabouts, but um, we, we're not going to be. We're not going to go down. Um, it, 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 would, it would be stunning. Um, the last time I checked the odds, it was something like 40 to 1. Um, and they don't put 40 to 1 odds at the back 365 for no reason. So, um, do you remember I Oldham? I do, I, well, I do, but I, I just don't think that that situation is, is the same this season. We've got teams that really hamstrung themselves by not getting any points the first 20 games of the season. You can't do that and stay up. So I think next season is what we've got to worry about if things don't change managerially. Uh, Kevin, if the fans were at Selhurst, Roy would be long gone, right or wrong? One word answer, Nick. Uh, I can't, because we, we were asking for Pardew to go and he never did. Yeah, so. we, were asking, we were asking Roy to bring Max on. Um, a few times <laughs> and he never did. So, um, Meraki, do you ever think, fuck it, I can't be asked, especially after such a disappointing performance yesterday, uh, ends with Palace till I die. Yes, we do, but um, for the same reason, we're Palace till we die. And um, yeah, for some reason, we volunteer to do these fucking podcasts. So, uh, excuse my French, but yes, yeah. we couldn't be asked, but it's we should. Parish is a businessman. We're going to be itching to go back next season. I, I can't see us being at Sellers this season um, with the with the lockdown and everything. Um, perhaps next season, come September, we might be able to August, September, there might be a chance. Will this turgid football encourage people to actually buy season tickets or is Parish banking on people itching to go back so much they'll just pay you to watch any old shit anyway, <laughs> which I have done for the last 10 years, to be honest, oh. but... I think I think Terence was on something when he he, he mentioned once. I, th- I think we were about twelve thousand season tickets this season last time I heard. I don't know if it's gone up, but um, I don't think it'll be particularly too much of an issue. There's, there's a long uh, waiting list, so people that do give it up, you know, he can afford to then charge people more. So there could be a financial incentive. Um, it, it's a cynical and, and nasty thing to say, and it might not be the case, but um, I, I don't think he's going to have a problem. You know, we've been in the Premier League for eight seasons. Kids are growing up, Palace fans, in a way that they never did when, when I was growing up. So um, I don't think there'll be a lack of demand. Um, so I'm not sure. We'll, we'll have to see. But um, it, again, purely depends on whether Royal stay, I think. 
Um, and we'll end on a couple of uh, a couple of rumours. Um, just called me Sanchez, wanting to know about the Cooper rumours. So that's uh, Steve Cooper. It is Steve, isn't it, from uh, Swansea? Um, funny, funny looking guy. Um, yeah, young, <laughs> yeah, uh, young, born in born in seventy nine, I think, when I checked earlier. So um, only only a few years older than myself. Um, an incredible defensive record for Swansea this season, uh, but I don't know enough about him to comment. And, and quite honestly. Um, you can you can cherry pick managers that are doing well in the championship at the moment, but um, it's, it's always a dangerous game. I think we have to sort of live up to the to the club to to make um, informed decisions over long periods, looking at, at managers like they did, looking at players like Eze. So yeah, and, and then uh, Martin Carter, the very last comment said about Thomas Frank. So that's the Brentford manager. Nick, you mentioned him earlier. Um, yeah, again, I had a look at some Brentford forums. And I had a look at his record. I mean, he's won 53 and lost 31. He's got a 46% win rate, which is really good. But just player comment, uh, fan comments on the griffinpark.org. Um, he's confident but humble. He's got brilliant in-game management. And most crucially, players get better under his uh, coaching. That's the sort of person you want, isn't it? But they're flying Brentford. He ain't going anywhere because I think Brentford are going up. Why would he? Why would he leave a project halfway through when he's sort of really, you know? I, I think they're they're banked on to go up unless they they do what Leeds did a three or four years ago and that absolutely going to abject failure towards the end of the season. But he's not going anywhere, is he? No, that's a good point. Why why would he leave um, when they've got a winning mentality? Uh, I would say as well, Brentford. From what I've seen this season, they score a lot of goals, but they concede a lot of goals. Um, and I'm not sure that's for a counter-attacking team like Palace aspire to be. I'm not sure that's the uh, that's the way to go um, for a management style. So just before we go, a quick word on Pitch Sport, um, our long-term sponsors. Fifty-three um, percent of uh, Palace fans before the game were confident about uh, getting getting a result against Burnley. So fifty-three percent of Pitch Sport Palace fans were wrong. Um, you can you can follow us on there. Join us. It's, it's fun. Um, you know you can predict the teams, predict the results. Nice little league that Hambo's caning. Um, my code, if you want to follow me, is E N E Y D K, and Nick's is Z S P Z V W. Um, but yeah, get get downloading. Um, it's a Palace back uh, app, and they do good things. Um, so, yeah, that's just about it. I think we, we won't go for the usual hour because um, you don't need to hear that. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everyone who got in touch. Um, whether we use the messages or not, it always helps. We always develop our, our show plan around what you've written in. Um, occasionally, you just write in after we've recorded. So, you know, keep them coming for next time. Please engage with the sponsors. Uh, they support us. They keep it going. Um, you know, we don't get paid or anything, but we've got costs. Um, and, and also, can you like, follow, subscribe us on all the usual socials, especially YouTube? DR's been doing monstrous things on there. Um, you know, if, if you're not usually a YouTube person, uh, you might it might have passed you by. But we do watch alongs for all the games, um, fan comments afterwards from, from from panel members who who never come on the pod. So if you're sick of hearing about us, then um, go and listen to them. It's excellent. Just just give it a subscribe if you're on YouTube, um, and and. A, if you could give us an iPod, uh, an Apple review, that would be absolutely amazing because it just means that Palace fans get to hear about us and that's always beneficial. Um, the preview team will be back before 
next Monday's game against Brighton. I'm absolutely fucking bricking it. Nick, are you? <laughs> I'm really, really not looking forward to that at all. Um, part of me almost wants this, it to be the game that gets rid of Roy if he hasn't gone by then. That's the only <laughs> the only shining light for it. Um, I've just got a shout out for the watch along. I've, I've watched the last four of them. They are fantastic. It, it really helps you. It because you're watching the game on your own and you're not used to being around people at Sellers. It is like being at Sellers because the comments are typical. Um, and it's weird watching how um, Chris and uh, DR have just become resigned to losing every week. They're not getting angry anymore. It's just become matter of fact for them. But yeah, it's a, it's a good watch. There you go. You get to hear Hambo not being angry. If that's... <laughs> If that's not the uh, the best possible sell, I don't know what is. So yeah, get get on YouTube or you know we post out on Twitter etc. Before the games, yeah, get involved. Uh, other than that, uh, not lot else to say. Other than fingers crossed that we get at least a point against those scum down on the coast. Uh, until next time, come on, you Palace. Back of the Nest Review Show, sponsored by PitchDMM.com. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.